All right, that sign says apathy. Uh, that is a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. Uh, no, wait, hold on. That says that says applause. That's right. Uh, Greg, could you flick that sign? Could you flick the light on? Thank you. Thank you, Greg. All right, all right, here we go. Now, remember, remember, you are all a big part of Weiwo TV. So the better you are, the better BJ is. And uh, you see that nice lady over there? She's giving me a sign, and that sign says we are on in 10 seconds. Okay, get ready to have a good time. Joining BJ on the show today is Eben Matthews. All right, here we go. Here we go. This is exciting, isn't it? All right, everyone, quiet on set, please. In five, four, three, two. Hello, hi. Can you tell us who you are and what are you working on? Absolutely. So my name is Evan Matthews. Um, I am the co-founder of a company called Macroverse. Uh, and so I like to think I'm making the Macroverse on a daily basis. <laughs> um, myself and my two co-founders, you know, we do come from the traditional media world. So between the three of us, the thing I think is kind of unique about us as a founding team and really our focus as a company or an organization is that we know how to make all the stuff that we want to help you know, make ourselves and also help other people make with us, whether it's comics and animation, film and television, you know, mobile or even console gaming, like we've, we've actually done those things ourselves. And so when we talk about, you know, let's say starting a comic series that we'd like to see turned into a TV show at some point, like we actually know what that looks like and how to do it. And like, we could actually go make a TV show, you know, when we're ready to do that. Um, so that's the that's the the thing that we're focused on, and it it involves you know NFTs. It involves uh, you know kind of this next generation of you know things that people like to put in the Web three bucket and decentralization and like you know a lot of these kind of larger concepts. Um, but it's really about incubating a new type of entertainment studio that's thinking about content in a different way, building content in a different way, and rewarding participation in a significantly different way. With your particular project, you're already in the Web3 space. So could you first, wait, okay. First, I need you to define your version of Web3. Because, <laughs> because I found, at least then you can correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I found like with artificial intelligence, uh, the term means different things to different people. So sure. could you tell us what it means for you? Yeah, so the way I look at Web3 is sort of the, you know, kind of a Web1, Web2, Web3 evolution. So, you know, I like to think of it in terms of Web1 was sort of like a piece of paper that we could write on and kind of deliver information one way from me to you or from you to me. Um, Web2 really facilitated two-way communication. So now, you know, a, a web a website in the Web2 era could kind of be anything as, you know, programmable, could be an application, could be a game, could be social media. And then Web3, the way we think about it is it changes the dynamic in the ownership economy or the participation economy. So being able to have digital things, experiences, elements, components that not only can you interact with, but you can have direct ownership over or say over or have a much direct level of participation, not just back and forth, but a different type of stake in the experience. How does that how does that impact the creative process? If you're making something for Web three, yeah, and knowing that there's there's this ownership component that isn't quite there with these other 
other web types. What, does that affect your process at all as you're creating something? Yeah, no, it really does. So, I mean, I, I don't know, we, we may get more into this, but sure, it's like, yeah. you know, so our, my background is all in media creation. You know, I, I originally an illustrator, uh, had a branding company. So I've been in the, the advertising world for a bunch of years. Then I switched over to being a writer, director, producer for games and animation and, you know, all kinds of different uh, traditional media types of things. I've uh, been very active in the comics world for the past kind of decade. Um, and so bridging all of those gaps, uh, the thing that the big change is that as we were in a sort of Web2 mindset, when we actually launched our company, it was very much kind of like, hey, let's get a bunch of people together. We'll make stuff. We'll put it out. And then we'll try to build an audience kind of very much in this kind of like we make it, we give it to you. We hope you like it and you'll give us money for it. Um, <clears throat> and so, you know, very traditional kind of transaction there. Um, the way our thinking has evolved is that now the big opportunity that we see is not we make it and we hope you like it. It's we make it together and now we both benefit from whatever we are able to turn it into. So it's a very different way of thinking even at the very beginning of the content creation process in that now we can bring our skill set knowing how to create these things, how to make media we can teach you anything that you're interested in. You can teach us stuff that we may not know, whether it's just kind of like, well, I know you know you like this, but we, it's not really working for me. Or you want to like deep dive into the actual creative process and we can do that together. And then whatever we build together, we both benefit from. So we think there's a lot of kind of different approaches to not just the results of it, but the process itself, which is one of the things we're super excited about. And I think that ties nicely into the next question, which is what what drove you to in this direction of like Web three? Like, why do you yeah. why do you do what what you do? What what's driving? Yeah, you? I mean, the funny thing for my for me in particular, so I had this picture of sort of the future of comics, which is where we're starting. It's kind of next evolution of digital comics over a decade ago. And at that time, you know, we were doing a lot of other stuff, and it was sort of this thing I noodled on in the background for a while. And if I go, I went back and looked at my kind of early pitch deck that I'd put together at that point, And there were a lot of things in that deck that were kind of like, it should work this way, but we don't know how it could work this way. And when we bumped into the world of NFTs and blockchain and, you know, this whole kind of evolution of the internet and kind of digital, you know, community participation, ownership, you know, a lot of those fundamental building blocks actually facilitate many of those ideas, you know, going back a decade ago. And so when we had those two kind of those things coming together about a year ago, it was this kind of, you know, head explosion moment of like, aha, like here are the tools to actually do those things that we wanted to do. Um, so at that point, it just became very clear, like going that kind of traditional, you know, build an app route was not the right answer. And going this kind of new frontier Web3 route was the right answer. Hey, it's me, God. I know it's been a while and I haven't been the best dad, especially this century. Well, I was going through some shit and you know what? I'm not going to talk about it. All you need to know is that I'm doing commercials now. I've got bills to pay, too. Do you have any idea how much I just lost on crypto? A lot. A lot. And so now God needs your money. Like, for real this time. Not like all those other times every Sunday. You know who else needs your money? B.J. Mendelssohn. 
So give them $5 by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash BJ Mendelson. That website again is buymeacoffee.com slash BJ Mendelson. Buymeacoffee.com slash BJ Mendelson. And if you don't give BJ your money, you and I are going to have problems. Big ones. Commercials suck. And hopefully one day we won't need them. But until that day comes, we have bills to pay, brother. What the fuck is this copy? I I don't know, man. BJ wrote it, and I think he was high when he did it. How do you know he was high? I just, I read through it, and I just have a few. I don't know, man. Just read it. (laughs) What kind of bills do we have to pay? Well, for starters, you wouldn't believe how much it costs to feed a super intelligent ape who wants to kill Superman? Yes. At first, he said he would pay BJ rent, but then some asshole told the ape about squatters' rights? Yep. And he's a supervillain, you know, so he stopped paying rent, and now we all kind of work for him? He's a terrible boss. One time, he was eating some guy's face and just left the rest of him in the middle of the floor. I guess it's better than working at Amazon, though? Anyway, the apes got this cool-ass setup in the basement of BJ's mom's house. You should see it. There's this kick-ass pool down there. I have no idea how you get a huge pool in the basement of a small house, but he found a way. Separate lines, he found a way. Now, if only... The ape could remember to take out the garbage in his office before he leaves for the weekend. Everyone else does it. That includes Stephen Wheat, who works in accounting and shits out of his mouth. (laughs) Anyway, that's what's going on here in Harriman, New York, home, home of the... Yeah, man, I'm pretty sure he was high, but let's just get back to it. Now, let's get back to the show. So I know we talked about it a little bit, but can can you give me a like a very granular and specific example of how like just how let's say we're talking about a comic, yeah, and the creative process is different for something yeah. that's web, more web three. So could you give us an example of like w- like one change? Yeah, um, oh, yeah. You're, it's the perfect time because we just did this a couple of days ago. So, um, so we have this series called Dead Town. Dead Town is this neo noir, post apocalyptic, you know, kind of zombie detective series. Um, detective in a zombie world, not a detective who's a zombie. But okay. uh, maybe we'll get there <laughs> both, as well. Yeah, Could be good. cool. <laughs> Very cool series. This incredible black and white art style. So we've, you know, we're about ten episodes into the first, you know, series of this uh, of this story, um, and then we launched an NFT project to go along with it uh, a couple of weeks ago. So we have a whole bunch. I mean, it's a whole thing we could dive into in and of itself, but it's a very unique NFT project, and then you actually create your own character in this world. So you customize and build a character much like you would at the beginning of a video game. So you end up with a character that you've created. Then you come and connect with us on our Discord server, and we're doing storytelling classes, essentially. So because of the background that we have, we can come and say, hey, if you're interested in storytelling, come participate in these free workshops, Storytelling 101. How do you think about building story for this character that you've now created? Then we have an in-community process where you pitch your story ideas for these characters. And that goes through a you know internal process and then also a community process so that we can 
vote on and greenlight a series of these stories into production as an anthology comic series. And so now we've got this kind of core story and an anthology uh, story or series that flesh out the different components of these worlds. And that's all come directly from the community participation, from the engagement with the fans. And and the cool thing about that, you know, you'll, you'll hear this example over and over again, but I think the way we're approaching it is really unique in that if one of those characters that you create let's say, gets greenlit into this anthology series, maybe that starts as Boba Fett in Return of the Jedi, but maybe it ends up as Boba Fett in the book of Boba Fett. And now you've got a character that's crossed over directly into the canon of the main story. And the way we're approaching that is any revenue that is then derived from the exploitation of that character goes back to you. So you are now the creator of that character inside of this larger ecosystem and all the benefits that you should have as the creator of that character accrue back to you having gone through that process. I think I know the answer to this next question, but let me ask, because it it sounds like Discord is central to this, but... Unfortunately, Discord is central to this. (laughs) It's like with Twitch, I mean, I'm not an Amazon guy at all, but I use Twitch. I I mean, I totally... But let me ask, is there... Particularly with the Web3 aspects of this, is there a specific tool or a particular tool that you're using that has yeah. made this easier? Yeah, I mean, I think the the big thing for anyone interested in kind of going this direction is that community is everything. So like building, you know, with the community, for the community and partnership with the community, like that's how it gets that's how it gets done at the end of the day. And so it's the it's the thing I've fallen in love with, which is this kind of incentive alignment at every level of participation. So like the more successful this project becomes, the more, you know, value these you know nfts may have the the franchise may have you know the whole thing kind of grows together and everyone that's participated gets to benefit from that kind of at every level of the process um so that's the the kind of the macro view on you know why this is so powerful um but as far as the tools you know discord at the moment is kind of the place where everything happens um and then the one thing i I, i'll just tease because it's another kind of too big for the time that we have right now but we're building out our whole whole platform of our own as well so it's something we've been working on for the past eight or nine months and by summer we'll actually start to have a lot of these kind of community tools actually happening on our own website and our own platform um, along with next generation digital comics and like you know this whole kind of ecosystem that we're building out no, it's smart. It's yeah. really smart because that's you know the whole strategy is go where the people are, uh, yeah. and then once you've got the people, then you bring yeah. them over. Yeah. Uh, so let me ask you about the why behind this. So yeah. why why do like a Web three? If you've had the experience of doing like comics and yeah. TV, yeah. like why add this new component to it? Like, I, I think it's for me, you know, personally, you know, I grew up a, a someone that was drawing all the time. I learned to read from comics. So comics in particular are a thing that goes back my entire life. Um, you know, I was definitely the kid going to the comic store every Wednesday, you know, walking, you know, from school to the to the shop and have my pull list. And I've still got my like 25 long boxes of comics from, you know, back in the day. So like that part of it is, you know, is is just in my DNA. Um, and then I just remember so clearly, like I've also had this, you know, just it's in my personality. I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always been someone that wanted to make my own stuff and do my own thing and kind of find my own path, you know, through the, the ways that I could kind of tell stories and express myself creatively. 
And I've also, over the course of my career, learned to work with other people and build teams and like, you know, produce things and, you know, put all the pieces together to go from idea to finished product. And so I think as those different kind of skill sets and interests have come together, I just, I love working with other creative people. I love kind of helping other people realize their visions and ideas. And so, you know, it did start in a, a more traditional mindset of like, we, we do have a live app on the app store. So you can kind of see, you know, a hundred different series that we've launched over the past year on our app. And now you're going to see over the course of this year, this kind of web three focus and the app come together in this very elegant kind of seamless way. Um, but you know, it is this kind of desire to tell our own stories, but also to empower other people to tell theirs. And then the, the you know, kind of the, the secret Trojan horse, you know, result of all of that is that I think we have a real opportunity to really pioneer a different model for media creation, for participation, for creating kind of next generation franchises that you don't just get to participate in as a fan. And I'm a, I'm a fan, you know, unabashedly of a bunch of things, you know, let's talk about star Wars for the next, you know, three hours. Um, you know, but if I had had the chance when I was 14 to go like, Oh man, I love this. I, I hear if I could, you know, get some of my ideas into that thing and actually see it become real and see something happen with it at any level, like I would have been, so excited by that like it would have made my life at that you know at that point and so the ability to be able to help other people have that experience um is super exciting and we actually just greenlit the first story of the, out of this process uh, a couple of days ago and so now you know the first person that you know had submitted one of their stories has now been you know through this process greenlit in production and so over the next couple of months like she's gonna see that story turn into a real comic and then you know go on from there where, where can we find, so like you mentioned Discord, but like where yeah. can we find the project, the comics? How can we, yeah. get, how can we participate? Yeah. So macroverse.com is where we're uh, going to be. Everything is going to develop there. Um, so macro and then verse as in the multiverse. We, we, we actually chose the name before everything went multiverse crazy. So we're Good like, call. Good name. Um, <laughs> um, so macroverse.com. Right now, if you go there, you'll see a very specific focus on Deadtown and the NFT experience that we built. But what's going to be kind of fun is to watch the site evolve over the course of this year. So it's going to go from this kind of very focused, you know, uh, you know, almost landing page for this particular project. And then it's going to slowly kind of turn into this whole platform that we've been building behind the scenes. So that's the, the place to kind of start if you want to engage in this process right now. And then if you want to kind of like kick the tires and see what we're up to and just kind of hang out, then Discord is definitely the place to find us. You know, it's, it's discord.gg slash um, you can also find us on Twitter. We're pretty active there as well, um, which is Macroverse HQ. Um, so those are kind of the key places to connect. And, you know, we're very open for conversation, for feedback. Like right now, we're very much in this phase of just wanting to have as many conversations like this and, you know, have as many interactions as we can so people can start to wrap their heads around, you know, how this all works and how they might want to get involved. That's fantastic. Um, like, so I have a little extra time, so I have to ask you, because it sounds like yeah. you've you've come across a solution to problems like uh, what Ed Brubaker was talking about with yeah. cre creating the Winter Soldier and then not really getting any problem. Well, I mean, he got like some money, but not like five grand is what I heard. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It was basically like Disney, like giving you go away money. But, yeah. but essentially yeah. what what the model that you have here would resolve that. Right. So yeah. like if you've created a character 
is so is the contract like up on a blockchain that people can publicly access is that yeah exactly so actually the the real mechanic of it which i think is pretty cool is so i'll I'll use this story that we just greenlit as an example so this you know creator who goes by the the name lady valor um so she you know pitched her story it was it was actually the first one that got pitched in this process because we're really just kicking all this off now so if you like getting into things early now's a good time um but you know she pitched a story it went through the process it got greenlit and so now we'll connect with her uh, work with her to kind of finish shaping the story into a script. We'll hand it off to one of the artists that we you know, have in our collective of, of artists that we've worked with. And then that'll go right into you know, being produced as a comic. What we do on the NFT side, and this is why this whole Web3 blockchain you know, kind of uh, ledger that is immutable is so powerful, is that we actually take her character that she created. So she built her NFT and it's this you know, zombie characters in this world. So she has her zombie character. Now, the artist that is also the main artist on Deadtown is creating a new piece of art, which will then be issued as an NFT that represents the fact that this story has now been greenlit into canon. And so all of the revenue participation and the IP ownership of that character is essentially embedded into that new NFT. And so what's kind of really cool about that is not only does it solve the problem that you brought up with that Brubaker, but let's say at some point over the course of Lady Valor's life, she's like, you know what, this character has gotten crazy valuable or, you know, whatever level it goes to, she could, if she chose to sell that NFT and transfer the you know, associated rights with it to someone else. And so, you know, they just, that, that's almost impossible in a world where this technology doesn't exist. And so being able to kind of create those kinds of mechanics in a way that makes it very easy to not only distribute profit and ownership and revenue share, but also have that be something that's easily transferable and movable. Um, you know, it's kind of awesome. It's like, you know, even if it, if you, even if it stays in the family, it's like, you know, you'd be great. I'm going to pass this on to my daughter. All you have to do is transfer that, that asset. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of awesome. <laughs> I, I love it. I think about that yeah. a lot. My nieces, you know, like there's six now. Um, and someday if I created something and wanted them to profit from it, like this is a avenue to do it, which is yeah. very cool. So let me ask you, uh, the last question is yeah. who in your network do you think I should talk to next? Like, who do you want to give a shout out to? Yeah. Well, I, I, I will always have to kind of go to my two co-founders. So, uh, Adam, uh, is, uh, he and I have been creative partners for over a decade. Um, you know, we've written and directed and, and produced a bunch of stuff together. Adam comes from the traditional film and television world as well. So having worked with everyone from Michael Bay on the original Transformers to actually just having worked on the last season of Barry on HBO and kind of everything in between. So, you know, really, really interesting, you know, trajectory there. And, and of course, also my co-founder in this. And then my other co-founder is a guy named Ricky Rukavina. Ricky literally started the mobile gaming division at Disney before the iPhone. So he kind of saw the writing on the wall and was like, this is going to be a thing and managed to convince Disney that it was going to be a thing. <laughs> um, nice. And so he's the, he's the only person I know that's gone through every stage of the game industry. And that's a really interesting perspective to have. And I'll, I'll, I'll say one, one of his insights, which was incredibly impactful as we started to wrap our heads around NFTs and web three and all this stuff is number one, he coined the term, the participation economy for us, where we really start thinking about 
Web 2 as the attention economy, that now we're moving into the participation economy. Um, and so that was, I thought, a, a really great way of kind of thinking about it. And then the other thing which was impactful to us, if you know the NFT world at all, is that you know the Board Ape Yacht Club is hugely, massively successful project. It's the first piece of media or the first brand like natively born in this new medium. And so his correlation to that was like, you know, when we went from, you know, kind of desktop and console gaming to mobile gaming, you, know, you could say that Angry Birds was really the first franchise that was like really natively born out of the mobile shift. And so that that correlation of like looking at, you know, Angry Birds as sort of the milestone for like, oh, mobile gaming's really a thing and new things can be built inside of it, you know, that have never existed somewhere else. And Bored Apes, really a thing that has been born, you know, inside of this new movement, inside of this new technology, you know, is another one of those signposts to go like, oh, new things can be created because there's this new technology and this new, you know, infrastructure. Um, and so if I have to move beyond my co-founders, then I would say uh, it is a collaborator of ours, a collaborator of ours, but fantastic guy named Evan Shapiro, um, who uh, has been a media executive for, you know, 20 years and, and a really interesting kind of way of thinking about the media world. Um, so he's really interesting. Um, and then uh, the artist on uh, Dead Town is also phenomenal and would have a totally different perspective on all this. So there's a handful there for you. <laughs> I, I'd love to chat with them all. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, fa- I'm fascinated by it. And like I said, yeah. the whole point of this, this show existing is to give everyone the platform to speak and yeah. to promote and to do their thing. So that's awesome. Uh, where can people find you? Like, where can people follow you? If yeah. Them? So I'm, I'm mostly active on Twitter now above, which I never would have said a couple years ago, but that's where most of this space is. So it's, you know, it's at, at Ebonverse on Twitter. Um, so that's the, the best place to connect with me. And then I'm also all over our discord channel. So, you know, both of those cool. involved. And that link again was discord.gg slash slash macroverse. Macroverse. Yeah. Easy. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. You know, I'm pretty I'm pretty upset that the Mets are good now. Why is that? Well, because now we can't experience things like when they had a 97-year-old pitching coach. You mean Phil Regan? Yeah, th- that guy who played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. That team hasn't even existed for 65 years. Like, do you understand how close we all came to having this super old guy coaching the Mets? Do you understand the kind of comedy gold that could have been, like right now when we need laughter the most? He probably wouldn't even remember who was on the team. Regan would be in the dugout chewing tobacco and saying shit like, send in Willie Mays. And then one of the guys on the bench would be like, coach, Willie Mays is dead. And then Regan would be like, the hell he is, get him in there. I don't think Willie Mays is dead. He's not. And I hope Willie Mays lives forever, I really do. But Willie Mays also hasn't played for the Mets since 1973. Anyway, I just want people to understand the potential joy that we're all deprived of now that the Mets are good. Hmm. Well, that's all for this week. If you enjoyed this episode of Weiwo.tv, you know what you need to do. Rate us and leave us a review wherever your favorite podcast can be found. That'll help people find this show and hopefully enjoy it as much as you did. You did enjoy the show, right? We're going to assume you did, because you made it to the outro. Most people don't. Be sure to follow BJ on Instagram at BJ Mendelson and tell him who you'd like to see interviewed next. You can also text your suggestions to BJ at 646-331-8341. 
But don't call that number. BJ says he's only going to answer if you're Melissa O'Neill from ABC's The Rookie. Also, only if you're going to ask him out on a date. We'll see you next time. Right? <laughs>